everybody, this is Clayton for GCF Learn Free, and this is a podcast on professional rejection, specifically on rejection during the job search. Today I wanted to discuss how job searches can take weeks or months or even years to complete. I also wanted to address the feelings and obstacles that come out of such a long, frustrating process. And here to tell us about her own job search journey is GCF Learn Free's own curriculum coordinator, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Clayton. And just to get to know you a little better, curriculum coordinator, what does that mean you do? Curriculum coordinator is a very fancy word for project manager. I tend to allocate resources for different projects and am the employee that determines whether or not other employees are involved in a project. I don't really get involved very much in the curriculum creation or Mm. instructional design, and so I don't really get into the nitty-gritty details, but as far as being able to determine an overall project's direction Mm -hmm. or what kind of uh, resources, what other staff members might be involved in the project. Okay, so big picture stuff. Yes. Okay. All right, so... Set the stage for us. Where in life were you when this notable job search began? I guess my big job search was my entire 20s. Uh, So I, from the time that I graduated in 2002 from college uh, until really this job, until I arrived at GCF Learn Free in 2011, there was almost a continuous job search for for that span of time. Mm. You said it was about 10 years or your yeah, whole 20s? Yeah, that's about 10 years, yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you aspire to be? Were you aiming at something specific or you just kind of wanted a job in general? Definitely in the beginning, uh, upon graduating from college, uh, really the goal was just any job. It okay. was just really something that could pay the rent. It was something that probably also provided benefits, health insurance, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so that was definitely the first goal upon my, at the beginning of my job search. Okay. Just to land something. Yes. Okay. Did having that general aspiration of getting any kind of job, did that affect your search at all? So in the beginning, when I was really just looking for a job, I, I wasn't specific. I wasn't, I was really just applying for any job that I thought that I may qualify for or that I I wasn't even really thinking about what I might be interested in. I wasn't thinking even about where the jobs were located. Uh, it was just if I thought that they may hire me, then I would apply. That was really, mm-hmm. really the uh, the only basis for any job that I was applying to. Yeah. And did you deal with a lot of rejection during that time, especially in the early time when you didn't really have a specific focus? Yes. So in 2002, graduated in May of that year, and it took me about a year mm-hmm. uh, until the following April to to be hired. And in that time, uh, I was sending out applications uh, weekly uh, back in 2002, that meant that I was actually sending out paper applications, mm-hmm. and so it was it was quite uh, an investment of time and energy to to do it that way. But in that time, just sending out applications and really not getting called in for even very many interviews. I maybe only got called in for maybe five interviews or so in that year, and that's that's still a small percentage of the number of applications I was sending in. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it was it was a it was a bit discouraging. Sure. Of the interviews you did get, did you ever interview and not get a job or not a job offer? 
this was a very long time ago. I can't remember all the <laughs> details, but I know that obviously I, I definitely did interview and didn't get job offers of those five or so that we'll say that I did in that year's time. I do know that I did get at least one job offer that I did turn down because upon further reflection and really thinking about the reality of, the, of accepting that job, it was going to require me to... Uh, it was it was quite a long commute mm. from where I lived at the time. It was going to take me about an hour to get to, and I was going to have to be there at like 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and to a 22-year-old, nobody wants to get up that early. Yeah. And so I, I turned down that job. But I think that's probably the only job offer I did get before the job that I actually accepted. And so during this time, how did you handle rejection, the feelings that were going on? So at the time, you know, so I'm 22, I'm fresh out of college. I acknowledge that I'm young. I acknowledge that I lack experience. It was also the not the, that was kind of about the time of the internet bubble burst. And so mm-hmm. there was a, it was a little bit of a dip as far as unemployment was, it had kind of was a little bit on the rise there in kind of around 2002. Uh, it was right after September 11th. Things yeah. were, you know, kind of un, unsteady, uh, across across the country. So I kind of could make a lot of excuses. I could make a, you know, that it wasn't it wasn't me. It's just that I'm young. There's a lot of competition. I'm competing against other people who have more years of experience. Yeah. Uh, there are less jobs available right now because of the way the economy is. And so that's kind of how I dealt with that was it's I'm doing everything I can. I just got to keep at it. Just had to keep at it. Play the play the numbers game of yeah. just continue to apply. Um, until I get something. Okay, so you felt your skill set at the time was appropriate for the jobs you were aiming for. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely entry-level type kind of office jobs, things that I felt, you know, as long as you had a college degree, uh, I felt that that was, you know, I wasn't I wasn't shooting a, above my uh, weight class, I guess. Okay, so during that time, you were just kind of, again, like you said, just playing the numbers game, mm-hmm. trying to wait it out until somebody finally said yes. Yes. And during that time, I know social media wasn't as big, but kind of just the feeling of comparing yourself to others in general. Did you do that a lot, like seeing a friend that was successful or anything like that? Sure. I mean, like you said, social media hadn't really come into play quite yet. But, you know, all it took was maybe getting that first school newsletter. You mm. know, colleges send out yeah. the, yeah. the annual, yay, everybody's successful uh-huh. letter. And and so flipping through and seeing what, I, I went to a, an all-women's college and seeing what the other women that I graduated with, they're all either in graduate school or they're they're married, they're starting their lives, they are, they've got these wonderful jobs in these big fancy cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and here I am in, in small town, North Carolina, and I'm, I'm working as a waitress. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and so, yeah, it's real easy to look at what other people did and what they're doing and to think, well, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Why did, you know, we, we went to the same school. We did the same things. I did all the right things. I did everything that I was told I was supposed to do. You know, you can start getting inside your own head and start thinking, you know, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Or, or, you know, what did I do wrong kind mm-hmm. of type thing. How long did you have those feelings? Were they kind of just persistent? or? I think, honestly... It's it's probably something that 
persisted throughout my 20s, you know, it's especially as you continue to get those yearly letters from yeah. your college, uh, the alumni uh, book that tells about how successful and wonderful everyone is. Of course. And then, of course, later on with social media, you know, you get to see it on the daily mm-hmm. um, of all these people putting their, their best face forward. Mm-hmm. But it was always, I guess, maybe the way I combated that whenever I'd start to kind of get down on myself would just be to, you know, well, that's, that's their journey. That's their situation. That's, you know, if I actually ask myself, but do I want to be living in New York city Mm -hmm. or do I want that particular life? Well, no, that they're on that path and that works for them. And that's not even what I want. It seems glamorous, Mm -hmm. but I know the reality is that they're living in a tiny studio apartment, Uh, you know? And so you can kind of, you can talk yourself out of out of that, talk yourself away from that cliff. Uh-huh. And when you finally did get a job during that period, did you adjust anything during your job search? So when I when I got that first job, is yeah. that okay? Yeah. So as I mentioned, the uh, I didn't really have very many qualifications for the job that I was looking for. It was just I needed a job, mm-hmm. pay the rent, give me health insurance. So from that first job, I was able to determine what I didn't like what I would probably prefer to have in a job. And so it was a learning experience. I was able to determine what I would prefer to have in a work environment from a, a from a manager mm-hmm. and was able to take that information and use that moving forward in, in the next job search. Yeah. So that experience really helped just narrow down what you didn't want to right. do. Right, right. And so during the job search and, you know, even continuing on, mm-hmm. continuing on from your first one, what didn't work for job search? Well, it was, it was certainly too broad. It was, you know, if you're, I'm not the first person to say this, that looking for a job is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you're spending all of this time, all of your resources, all of your energy and just applying for anything and everything, then you're, you're spending your time and energy in the wrong place. If you are thinking more about what it is that you do want to do or you're paying more attention to the jobs that you would get excited about or mm-hmm. you're paying more attention to where you want to work and thinking about, well, that's a nice job, but it's an hour-long commute or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that was something that I definitely kept moving forward in the job search was to to spend my time more wisely and to make sure that the applications that I was sending out wouldn't be for a job that I wasn't interested in to begin with. I mean, yeah. how about if I got called in for that interview and then got the job offer, but then it wasn't even a job I wanted. And now mm-hmm. I've wasted everyone's time. I've wasted their time. I've wasted my time. Mm-hmm. It's it's better to just uh, spend your time more wisely. Sure. As your career progressed, did you utilize personal networking or anything like that? Talking to people you know, or just asking people like, hey, do you know of a job that might be good for me or anything like that? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that was actually something that was difficult for me, uh, interestingly, because I'm I'm a pretty proud person. Mm -hmm. And I have this idea that I want to be able to say that everything that I've accomplished in my life, it was because of of me, because of of what I have done, because of my hard work, because of the, the efforts that I put forth into it. And so asking for help is is difficult and and also I didn't want to feel beholden to someone if mm. they did me this favor sure. of getting me a job or I didn't want to feel like I didn't earn it myself it was because of who I knew and that's actually at a certain point in my life I uh, had been so 
later on in about age 27, the job that I had at that time, I enjoyed, but just wasn't really making the money that I kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was looking for, for another job at that time. And I probably searched for about a year and a half at that point in my life. And after searching for a year and a half, the job that I eventually got was because of who I knew. And that frustrated me. It felt like I had put forth the the time and the effort and energy of bettering myself. At this point, I was almost finished with graduate school. I had years of experience. And that still ended up not being enough. Yeah. Um, it was. It still ended up being who I knew that got me that job. And so <laughs> not looking a gift horse in the mouth, I certainly was grateful yeah. after a year and a half of, uh, of getting it. And, and sometimes that's just, I mean, that's just how the world works. And that, so you just have to get to a point where you realize maybe you need to check your pride mm-hmm. and use all available resources. And it doesn't mean that you aren't it doesn't mean that you are lesser or that you don't have what it takes. That was still part of why you got the job. You just needed that little bit of extra to set you apart. Sure. So. And especially if it's such a competitive thing yeah. is trying to get a job. I mean, you need to find any way yes. possible to yeah. stand out. And so looking back, especially on the early days, how would you deal with rejection now versus then? Interestingly, I... So in my early days, the way that I probably dealt with rejection was a lot of general ignorance and bliss about how the world works. Mm -hmm. And so I would, I could, could give myself, make up excuses or, or tell myself that it was because I was young, because I lacked experience. And so that's how I dealt with it then. And that, that probably was true for that matter as well. Compared to now, interestingly, now, you know, a decade in, I've, I've been working in this industry for 10 years. Uh, I have a graduate degree. Honestly, I, I don't know. I think I'd actually deal with rejection worse now really? because oh. if, if, if for whatever reason today mm-hmm. I needed to find a new job. And I love GCF Learn Free, and I hope that that doesn't happen. But if I was, I was cast out and I had to find a job and I, and I found difficulty in finding a job, then I'd, I'd really say, well, what? I have all these years of experience and I have all the right degrees and I've done all the right things. Yeah. And I don't know how many more excuses I could make for uh-huh. myself about why I'm not getting it. And now, of course, you know, with social media, everybody's more successful than I am. And so, but... I think the only saving grace would be just knowing a little bit more about the world and knowing a little bit about how everything works is that it isn't what's on the piece of paper. It Mm -hmm. isn't what's in the resume. It's not what's on the cover letter. It has so much more to do with things that you don't, you just don't know. If I applied to a job, maybe they already had a candidate in mind. Maybe they were hiring from within, but Mm -hmm. they needed to post the job or something. Maybe it just wasn't good chemistry between you and the person that you interviewed with. And it's Mm. nothing personal. It's just, it just, you know, it just didn't work. Sure. And so I think that would be how I would deal with rejection. I couldn't make those excuses anymore Mm because I don't have any more excuses to make. (laughs) Now I would just know with, with how the world works that sometimes there's just, there's just things that you, you can't know. There's variables that you may never know that why you may not have gotten that job. And it's, it's not, it's not you. It's nothing you can do. You just you just have to move on and try try the next one. And finally, what would you say to someone who just keeps getting rejected as far as just inspirational advice? 
or anything different from what you just said? Because <laughs> well, what you just said was pretty succinct. <laughs> well, and I, I guess that would be the only thing that I would say is if you know that a lot of things are out of your control, then to control what you can, hmm. to look at your application package, your resume, your cover letter, have a friend review it or something, make sure that there's not anything a glaring typo or, or something that could be improved upon. Control what you can control. Practice your interviewing skills. Make sure your your interview attire is on point and, and that you're researching the, the organization or the company before you go in. Go in prepared. Control what you can and know that if you don't get the job offer, that it wasn't, it, you can't blame yourself, that mm-hmm. you walk away from that knowing that you did everything you could possibly do and that the reason that you didn't get that job offer was probably something that was out of your control. And that's, and that's just it. That's, there's, there's only so much that you can control and just do what you can and then leave the rest, leave the rest uh, to chance, unfortunately. Mm. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Jessica. This is pretty awesome. Thank you very much for coming in and sharing with us. Um, To any listeners out there, if you have any questions or comments or would like to suggest a topic for an upcoming podcast, you can reach us through social media such as Facebook and Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good day.